Welcome everyone to the Derek Diamond Experience Podcast, episode 133, and today we are back at the roundtable to discuss the Arrowverse. Yes, the CW's DC shows, Arrow, Flash, Legends, and Supergirl. We talk about some of our favorite moments from the shows, favorite characters, where we think the shows are going in the near future, and so much more. Once again, joining me on the roundtable will be Adam Waldron, Bill Lyons, and Eddie Murray. But first, let me tell you about our proud sponsor of the Derek Diamond Experience podcast, Audible. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash nerdcave. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. That's a lot of books to choose from. You have Star Wars, Divergent, Aragon, Mass Effect, Halo... So many great series to choose from and individual books as well. I personally just finished listening to Chris Jericho's autobiography, Best in the World at What I Have No Idea, and now I'm listening to Star Wars Bloodline, which is a book I am very excited to listen to. And again, to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash nerdcave. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash nerdcave for your free audiobook. And without further ado, here is the Arrowverse Roundtable. You're listening to the Nerd Cave Network. Sitting here once again at the infamous roundtable. You don't sound too happy about it. Derek, I think we should recover the, the, the table to make it more ceremonious. <laughs> Maybe a nice uh, purple purple thing to signify royalty? Yeah. Something I'm like talking that. talking like, I mean, I, I just think if we all put a day's worth of work in, we grout the thing, we can, we can, we can make it look really nice. If you don't want it to be green. Maybe, oh. for, maybe we could do like some type of uh, rotating color, if that's possible. There you go. Yeah. So anyway, we're here back here at the round table. <laughs> Sitting here to my right once again is Mr. Bill Lyons. How are you, sir? Hello. Sitting across from me, this will be his 16th appearance. Mr. Adam Waldron, how are you, sir? I don't get paid enough for this stuff. <laughs> Thought you were about to say something else. <laughs> and to my left, this is a family program, Derek. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> Uh, and also sitting to my left is Mr. Eddie Murray, Uptown Eddie. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, sir. Thanks for having me back. Good, good. We're here today to talk about a topic that I've been really excited to discuss with you guys for a pretty good while now, the Arrowverse, uh, that being the DC CW shows, you know, Flash, Arrow. Except Supergirl. Oh, we'll, we'll get into that. <laughs> there, there's actually a question that, that someone posted on Facebook about that. So... Wait, we actually have people that write in questions? Yeah. Ball. I have I have connections. I thought we Derek, do we have fans? <laughs> people love the round tables. Was it my mom? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was not. So, we'll start with uh, we'll start with Eddie. I want to start off by asking you guys, how were you introduced to the quote-unquote Arrowverse? So I actually came in the Arrowverse a little bit later. Uh, I was huge into Marvel, and um, I think 
if Flash season one was what really did it for me. So I had no idea that Arrow was even across into it. And it was already in, I think, by that time, it's third season, something like mm-hmm. that. So I saw Flash season one on Netflix. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. I want to check this out. So I watched it. And then a friend of mine's like, oh, you got to watch Arrow. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I ended up watching that. And, you know, thank you, Netflix. <laughs> Shout out to Netflix. Shout out to Netflix. <laughs> Well, Derek, I think you know the origin story for uh, for my own uh, Arrowverse um, watching was obviously we have a tradition in the Blue Wahoos press box that every Wednesday and Thursday uh, lunch hour is actually Flash Wednesday and Arrow Thursday. Um, so we started with watching, I believe, The Flash when it started. Yes. You know, so we watched The Flash, and then my first actual show of watching The Arrow was actually, I think, The Climb from season three. And I remember, like, my first actual, like, experience with Arrow, you know, Oliver was not The Arrow for that Mm -hmm. one. Then they went to winter break, (laughs) and he wasn't the arrow for, like, three more episodes. And I remember, like, actually not liking the show, being like, this is dumb. (laughs) Like, this whole thing that that you have kind of, like... Where's the green leather? Yeah, I'm like... I want to see a guy guy. in leather. I'm not getting it. Because I set some pretty high expectations. Yeah, you set some high expectations for me. And and I sat there, and I was like, this is dumb. And I I remember it became the running joke that for, like, a solid two months, it was like, well, I'm just waiting for the first normal... Arrow episode, but obviously Netflix um, was the greatest invention to go back and catch up on all of the greatness of season one and two. I really opened my eyes. So Uh, Netflix was the herald for me as well. I had actually put off watching it because I had I hadn't watched Gotham. Everyone was raving about Gotham, and it for whatever reason that makes me not want to watch it. So I never watched Gotham, and Arrow was I think in season two was airing on CW at that point um, in real time. And I eventually just sat down, watched an episode on Netflix, even though I could distinctly picked out, pick out the um, discrepancies, you know, from the, from the comics and the other storylines. I was like, I'm in, it caught me from the very first episode. I binged that first season and I was sad because I, I had to wait for season two on Netflix before they signed their current deal. For me, it was kind of an interesting experience. There was a show before Arrow. Now, did you guys ever watch Smallville? I, I did. A I bit. did not, yeah, actually. I had bit. a friend that did. And he, was, he I, was on there for a little while. But it was a different actor. Yeah, they yeah they wanted to revamp the entire thing and just kind of... And what's funny is, you know, they were planning a, um Arrow spinoff from Smallville. It was going to have the same guy. Yeah. But then they decided to just rebrand the whole thing. And I was like, you know, who is this this new guy that they got? You know, I'm not really interested in it. So about halfway, yes. <laughs> we'll get to that story. You're talking about that guy? Yes, that guy. So this is probably around the time that season two is about halfway finished. And through the other show that I do, the Nerd Cave podcast, my two co-hosts were just raving about Arrow. So I was like, okay, season one's on Netflix. I'll watch it. And after about three episodes in, I was hooked. Like I, I binged the whole thing within the next you know week or so. Mm-hmm. And then caught up on season two. And 
I've been hooked ever since. You know, I watched The Flash, like Adam said, we watch The Flash and Arrow at work every week, and it's a as as much as you can criticize the the DC movies, the shows are really good. I think I, I don't really know what it is, but I guess it's the characters for me. I don't know what it is for I, you guys. I will but. say I feel more connection to the DC shows than I did the Marvel shows. Right. Yeah. You know? like, and I, d- I don't know why, you know, because with the I, exception of foggy, because that's Fulton Reed. And I, I, I just like Fulton. how they're interconnected. Cause I mean, you have great Marvel shows like daredevil on Netflix is awesome. I've watched mm-hmm. some of Gotham or not. Gotham, I'm sorry. I watched some of the uh, agents of shield and you know, it's okay. But the fact that you could be watching an episode of arrow and have, you know, the flash come in, I, I just, that's just cool to me. It's like, it, it makes you have to, I literally, when the last season of each season came out, I had a spreadsheet that I had uh, saved on my phone of when to watch each episode Nerd. Of to make sure <laughs> that I got it. <laughs> so I, now it did say watch these couple of Supergirls and I didn't do that or like uh, Legends of Tomorrow, but we can talk about that later. But you can <laughs> always skip Supergirl. <laughs> it's always okay. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it's just cool. I think, they're, I think they've done a better job. I think movies-wise, Marvel's getting it. They're, they're marketing it well. But I think as far as TV shows, it's, it's a cool concept what they're doing. It seems like Marvel's great with the movies, and DC is better at most everything else. Like, their shows are really good. Their it, animated movies are fantastic. It, it's all, it all goes back to who's in charge of the departments. Because, mm-hmm. like, like you were me- about to mention, the DC animated movies are on point. Mm-hmm. They're some of the best adult-ish animations out there so true to book you know they're just great stories and you look at like the marvel animated stuff it's more geared towards you know 10 and under and it's just a little too campy um they're they're going more for the disney aspect of superheroes not to tell the story of you know these characters and for the movies you know the mcu they've had since what was 2008 iron man came out Mm -hmm. they've been working on since 2008 DC has been so fragmented with their film um, campaign. They only recently started a phase plan. Yeah. And and I mean, I think looking at the two, and I, I think this might be a discussion for a whole another round table, that there's no denying that the DC cinematic universe has been a little rushed, if you will. You know, they have kind of been smashing everything together where... As if you see Marvel's cinematic universe, they, they took a very methodical each character at a time. Well, this is what we kind of did with that's what DC did with the TV shows with all, you know, with Flash Flat. You know, you saw Barry pop up uh, mm-hmm. a little bit, you know, in uh, in was it season two, two? season two, season two. No, so no, he, I think I think it was three, actually. No, no, it was season two. It, was it two? Yeah, it was season two. He popped up. When he, was, when he was a friend, I think it's three, but I always get confused on that too. He, he, wait, are you talking about his crossover from Flash to Arrow? Yeah, when Barry before was introduced. He was, yeah, yeah, when he was introduced. that was before he got his power, so that would have been season two when he. Yeah, yeah, it had he, to be. He, it, he, it was. It was, be, it was with the Miracoo. Soldiers. It had to be season okay, two. Okay, and yeah, it was season yeah, it had two. To be it was two. Season two okay, because they talked yeah. about him being in a coma for a while as part of the storyline of yeah. Because yeah. I came in during Ra's al Ghul, so that was season three. So yeah, so. Um, but, 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 you know, they introduced each character and, and they got it going and it kind of all flowed together. Um, whereas obviously the DC movies, we just put, um, Ben Affleck, 
Hey, with a little Should with I, a little I, pump I like, up button. Bat, I liked him as Batman. I've been a fan of Batman like, since say, announcement. I said that was the best part of the movie. He to bomb in Batman, yo. They got to get rid of Zack Snyder. <laughs> yeah, I I don't see him being around much longer after Justice League. But kind of going back to Arrow, when it first started, like to me, that show has been very interesting to see it evolve over the years because it started off, and you know we've talked about this before. Season one was really kind of an intimate story in a way. It's mostly about Oliver. Like it introduces Diggle, Felicity. So, kind of thinking back on it, what were your guys' thoughts on season one of Arrow? You had uh, you obviously had the island flashbacks. You had um, Malcolm Merlin, who was introduced, played by the great John Barrowman. I'd probably say for me, like the first thing that I kind of noticed. I, now I'm a big fan of the, you know, this is going back a little ways. 2003 Lost TV series on ABC, and it was almost kind of like a a flip reverse here. It's like you know they're on the island and they're getting flashbacks before they got there, and this is on the island getting flashbacks about how he got where he's at. But um, I think the cool thing for me was seeing that the corrupt was the people at top. You know, it was Malcolm and yeah. all the leaders trying to, well, what did they call that area that they wanted to destroy? The, the Glades. The Glades. Mm-hmm. the Glades. So it's like you see this power corruption within the city of the, the elite as opposed to a protagonist that has, you know, some sort of vendetta or anything. It's just these people who have good intentions because it's crime ridden and they want to rebuild it. But that means destroying and killing people. So it, it, it was refreshing, I guess. You don't see that too much. So... I really enjoyed the character development when he got back to the island, the post-traumatic stress disorder, the um, whenever a close character to him, like Thea or um, Laurel, actually saw his scarred body and was told by the doctor, you know, not sure how he survived. All that kind of stuff is very great character development, and I love seeing it on the screen. It wasn't just... I'm in a costume and I'm shooting arrows now. You know, he was dealing with the secrecy within him and that drove his family away. And that's the only thing he really wanted coming back was his family. So it was, it was great to watch. Yeah. I think with, with season one, I think what's so interesting about Oliver Queen's story is, is how it separates itself from other, you know, characters. His, his great tragedy wasn't, you know, a loved one passing away, even though, you know, Robert Queen dies and, and sacrifices him. But his 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 crucible was being on the island, you know, and almost kind of like the self transformation of going from this rich playboy to someone who has almost meaningful, purposeful life, you know, going from someone who has just been drifting along, everything given to him to to having a specific purpose and I think that was the the cool, refreshing thing because, you know, out of out of all these things with tragedy that you see with Batman and all these things, it's always out of tragedy. This is more out of like just the innate instinct to survive. So I think it gives him a different edge, you know, because I think he can reflect upon you know how he was before and and then how he is. And I think that was in season one the duality of it, you know, of him being putting on this facade of being normal old Oliver, I'm rich playboy, I'm going to get drunk and go to the, you know, yeah, the thing and make a fool of myself. But there's nothing more in him that cared more than, than obviously 
living up to his dad's expectations. So I think that was the cool thing. You saw this development. Actually, some of my favorite parts of Arrow, it was like the first like three or four before even Diggle got in there, when it was just, it was him. It was almost like he came back from the island where he was so isolated. And, and it was like he has all these people around him, but the only way he could operate and be himself is he isolates himself out. You know, and he's by himself and he's in his mind. And, you know, they do monologues and stuff like that when he's talking about people on the list. So I thought that was a really kind of cool aspect to season one. Yeah, I think something that I the thing that really stands out to me about season one was that more of a I touched on it earlier, that intimate feel, because as the show's gone on, you know, more characters have become involved. Like Oliver has a team that he works with, but team arrow and he's mellowed out a lot, a lot. Yeah. He, he stopped just killing people because he wanted to. But I kind of liked that little inner struggle he had also with kind of not just dealing with the duality, but kind of dealing with his own morality, which went into later seasons, you know, because in season one, he would just put an arrow in somebody's chest and he wouldn't think twice about it. But mm-hmm. as the show goes on, he kind of develops this this moral code kind of. So it's you really kind of get to see him grow, not just as Oliver Queen, the person, but Arrow, the vigilante and him going through all the different phases, you know, just being called the hood, then going to the arrow, then green arrow and seeing, you know, even his appearance and his mindset and everything change. Taking the hero quest. Yes. The hero's journey. Yeah. And I, I actually, I, my favorite incarnation is when it was just Felicity, Oliver and Diggle. Like, I, I think Diggle is, it's good for him to have somebody to bounce off of. Yeah. Because it's good to have him, you know, have that kind of connection with somebody and have those two be out in the field while Felicity is kind of saying, hey, you need to go this way. Well, okay, I've unlocked this door. You guys need to yeah, go in well, here. Well, Diggle so. is always the one that to kind of like hold him back from going too far down yeah. the rabbit hole. You know, like. He could have gotten if it was just him. He could have gotten it. Really he was Oliver's moral place. support. Yeah, he was always the one to kind of bring him back and keep him at least somewhat level headed. I don't know. It's hard for me to get past that Judge Dread mask that he wears. <laughs> 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 I don't know. He didn't in season one. <laughs> no, that's no, true. No, he just he went out there as John Diggle. Thoughts on uh, Malcolm Merlin? Love him. I was actually thinking about this on the drive over. I have really enjoyed watching his character over the last few seasons. It's been just a joy to see that because his character never changes. And the show is always like, well, he's evolving. No, he's not. He's, you know, a psychopath that's only interested in power. Yeah, you can always count on him to, you know, love Thea, but he's always going to do some psychopathic backwards thing to show that. Yeah. And I think we really saw that in season four. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> Sorry, as, as I wiggle my hand, <laughs> it, it's it's funny because he lost his hat. It's true. No, I I love Malcolm Merlin. It, it's funny because I've met John Barrowman, and he like outside of Arrow is the complete opposite of how he is on the show. Like he is a very funny, happy-go-lucky person. But he plays this evil psychopath. And to me, you know, it shows his versatility as an actor because he kind of plays the happy-go-lucky character on Doctor Who. And people who can go from, you know, can flip that 180, 
I, I think is awesome. And I, I'm glad he's still involved with the show. Yeah. I was afraid he'd be gone after season two. Yeah. The question is, where has he been for season five or six or whatever we're on? Well, he'll he'll be back. He's got to be. They've been teasing the uh, – and I, I haven't watched Legends since – I've watched the first three fourths of season one. He's so been on Legends. He's been on Legends. Hasn't he? He's going to be. He's going. To he be on he Legends. hasn't been yet. I don't. I don't think he was in season one. I, I blew through it pretty quick, but I don't remember seeing him. No. It, they're bringing in. They're forming the Legion of Doom with him, Damian Dark, Reverse Flash, and Captain Cold, which I think will be very interesting. Oh, yeah. I just went from six to midnight. They got Grodd. They can tap too. True. That's very true. Yes. Grodd's fantastic. I'm excited yes. for him to come back. Yes. It's one episode a season. Yeah. That's all they can afford That's in the CG. That's all they can afford in the CG department. Season two of Arrow, and after this we'll get into Flash, but season two of Arrow, it's I think... bad. Where, which mic are you? But no, uh, out of all the seasons of all the shows... Season two of Arrow, I think, is easily my favorite because you really, really, Bill, what, what? Okay, go ahead. Because it's give him the floor. the The first time going through, I didn't really notice this because I was so enthralled with just wanting more Arrow episodes. So I was just excited to get more Arrow episodes. But when I went back and watched it the second and third time, you know, because Arrow is a show you can rewatch over and over. But as I watch it, it's just all about him being a whiny little bitch about Laurel. And Laurel's problems and like I don't care I don't care about your problems, Laurel. Grow the fuck up. Yeah, but you have a to me a dark cloud over that whole entire season that's coming. And you can't you cannot sit here, Bill, and look at me and say the final five episodes of that season aren't the best that that, that whole entire series has put together. Yes, the end of the season is good, yes. But getting to it is horrendous. To a degree. I will still watch it. I will still watch and every I, I episode with bated breath. I would rather watch season one. Like season one's my favorite season, but season two, I got to give it to to Manu Bennett and Slade Wilson. I mean, that whole <sighs> just seeing it all crumble was just that. That so like you said though, that's credit. That's the like later half of the season, and how they're doing seasons now is like. They'll have the first half of the season, then they'll have the second half, but they're basically there's basically two seasons in one now with programming. So I guess the first half of season two, which would be season, you know, three really, yeah. is to me the worst season because it's all focused on Laurel's bullshit. And it's too much. I don't know. I see I what I would say. But I there, do love all the Slade Wilson stuff. What I he would sit fantastic. there and say the to me the part that I would say was probably the snoozer of the series would be the beginning part of, I guess, series season three. I don't know when Laurel will not for the life of her tell Quentin that Sarah is dead. That is yeah. kind of dragged God, on. I, cannot yeah. stand. I skipped those episodes because I'm like, I just can't do it. <laughs> like I, I know what happened. So it's like, I don't have to sit here for these six episodes and sit here and we have this. Oh, I can't tell. And they even his heart. His heart's not going to deal with it. And they even touch on it in Flash too. They have to keep talking about like, well, my my daughter kept something from me. Yeah, I it's can't like, forgive her. And then e- like, even the people in the and then e- <laughs> my daughter. <laughs> yeah, it kind of. I mean, it's not bad. It's New Yorker. 
I made you a promise, kid. <laughs> you can't, you can't tell me the most you're gonna eat lightning and you're crap. You can't tell me the most badass episode and the most shocking episode is when you walk in there and Moira Queen has freaking Slade Wilson sitting there and they go through that's, the hell the whole that house. That is cool. And like it's immediately as soon as Sarah finds out that that's Slade Wilson, it's not even a question of well, let's go arrest. It's like Diggle, go get the biggest gun you have <laughs> and shoot him on sight. Like they all as, freak out. Yeah, it's like not even a question. I it's, do, I do love that episode. That know? is, that it's is an like amazing the episode. The tension in that episode is just like, "Hey, kid, yeah, how are you?" And all the little Put an arrow in his they're eye. drinking the same. You want to like, pet whiskey. my kangaroo? <laughs> <laughs> I will say so this. So we're going to talk about Billy Wintergreen now? <laughs> I, I will say this. The, what got me into Arrow so hard, because I told you guys from the first episode I was in, the shot that did it for me was um, when they pull out on the beach after he shoots the arrow and it shows the Deathstroke mask on the, on the spike. I was like, Deathstroke's in this? I'm in. You know, rock on, I'm in. What about you, Eddie? You've been uh, you've been really quiet. I want to get you <laughs> no, off man. the bench and into the game. <laughs> no, dude. Honestly, I mean, you guys. I always tell you, you guys are on a different level, dude. No, um, the whole Slade Wilson thing. I thought was, I. I always loved the dynamic of understanding how someone who kind of became an ally sort of turns into an enemy. Uh, an enemy. And you, you look at it, and he learned a lot from, from Slade as far as survival. I didn't realize when he went on the island, I thought he was going to be tested through the elements, maybe like some sort of like native indigenous people. But as you know, as the seasons go through, his time on the island isn't always spent on the island, which was almost kind of a shock to me. Like when you find he's like in China, I'm like, wait, 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 wait. He wasn't on this island for five years. How does he look the way that he does right now? But then he keeps end up like, we're sending you back. And they like throw him out of planes. Yeah. And he's like skydiving back onto the island. Well, I don't know. What what season does he actually admit where he's like, I, I didn't was spend it, the whole time on the island. I think it was yeah, beginning I, of season three, though. Three? Yeah, because season three, they go to China. Yes. So it must yeah, be yeah. beginning. He, I think he teased it before that. Before but, that? But we didn't get... And I think in season two, he he made a like, reference like, to it in dialogue. And everyone was like, wait, what are you talking about? And he's like, well, he no said, time. <sighs> yeah, he like he like said something. He was like, oh, I didn't spend my entire time on the island. Arrow. And then it like cuts out. He just flips his bow back and forth and just everyone forgets what he said. And yeah. yeah. Play me off, Johnny. But uh, kind of going <laughs> off of that, the flashbacks are always like really interesting to see, in my opinion. And they're really uh, an important part of the storytelling. Mm. Like, Do you guys like the way the flashbacks are used? I do. I think we need to start rounding it out. Mm. Um, to, to your point, I, I like how they tell the story of each episode because it each flashback is an undertone of what's going on yes. in real time. Um, but, and I enjoy seeing what Elsie's gone through, but at a certain point, like, man, you were only gone five years. Like, come on, let's, let's wrap it up. Well, I don't think this is really a, a spoiler, but it, through season five, they're starting to kind of get away from that a little bit. Cool. Cause he was only gone for, for five years. So I mean, eventually he's going to have to be, <laughs> You know, he's going to have to be found. I remember before like season six was confirmed, Stephen Emil actually said the cool way to end the whole story would be to end with him, you know, getting rescued and going back to Star City. So it would kind of bring the whole 
story thing. full circle. And he he's always said that he doesn't ever sign on just to have a job, which I'm sure is part of it. But he's always said that he wants Arrow to end when the stories and the crew are no longer quality. Yeah. And I guess they still are. So he's still signing on to do them. I mean the the show the shows are still doing really well. Adam so I mean, can't talk because he's shoving lime to you know. Yeah, but they're green. They're in a green bag, so it's relevant. Bill, <laughs> sorry, Derek. The hint of saying? the hint of lime. I I will say this. I think they're doing something cool in this current season, which isn't a spoiler. Don't worry, Bill. I was okay. occupational hazard. Um, but where they're starting the flashbacks are actually starting to flashback to season one mm-hmm. and kind of filling in some of the gaps between those episodes, and it's kind of. If they can artfully do it, <laughs> they can do it and like keep it straight in their mind and, and keep it where there's not continuity errors. I mean, you, you, if you think about it, that could add a whole new kind of almost a way to watch the show where you can watch season one, but then interslice in flashbacks to help that story go along too. So if they can do it, if they can pull it off, I think that's a cool thing they can do with the flashbacks. Is Slade Wilson the best Arrow villain yes. that's been done? Absolutely. Especially the Manny Bennett version. Dark, dark yes. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah, I didn't like Damien Dark. Damien Dark, yeah. I didn't like the magic thing, but that's just me. I didn't like that season. That head that he'd always like pray to or something. Yeah, and the whole thing just kind of... Huh. But ma- magic is a huge part of the DC universe. Yes. It sets up a whole plethora of what they can do. We might get Zatanna now, yeah, and Zatara. But... That would be insane. We ha- we now have a basis for Kryptonian weaknesses, mm-hmm. so we get a another magical villain or I, more. Damian I could Dark. see how they they might have sacrificed that, but to me, I would like them to stay away from magic because I just like like when it, when it got to it, it was just it became so predictable. It's like oh what. Oliver and Dark are fighting. Okay, well, let's see. Dark's, or Oliver's going to shoot an arrow at Dark. Dark's going to catch it with his hand. That's why he had to get magical training. And then, yeah, he doesn't get magical training until episode 21. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. It would have been great if he got magical training, I don't know, somewhere in the early teens would have been helpful. <laughs> but he didn't get it till episode 21. And it was only a 22-episode season. Well, if, if if for no other reason, we need magic in the Arrowverse because that means we still get Matt Ryan as Constantine. Yeah, yes. now that, is, that episode was pretty... pretty that was, pretty to nifty. me, the highlight of that whole season. Yes. I, I don't know if... You, I know you have it, but did either of you two watch the Constantine show? Yes. I did not know. I, I, I threw things when they finally canceled it because it... <laughs> I told you, I'm like, I'm like the regular guy. I'm just here to like, what does the regular guy think? Who doesn't want? <laughs> but at, at least, at least he's getting the cartoon. There, that's true. He, he's the voice of the new Justice League Dark cartoon. Yeah. Um. So that's something, and I hope they keep bringing him back for, um, for guest appearances on Arrow and Flash. But I, you know, even though it's more of a darker show, I, I really, really enjoyed Constantine. Yeah, I did too. I mean that show was kind of set up to fail from the beginning because they put it on Friday nights and they see didn't really promote slot. it. Yeah. yeah, but I, I mean season four. I looking back on it, I did not enjoy that much. But the highlight to me was the Constantine episode, even though it was a little over the top. His performance, I think, was is always spot yeah. on. 
like it, it, it made sense for him to be on the show. Yeah, and I think the mid mid season finale was good. I mean, you you kind of get left there with wondering what happened to Felicity. That's true. You know, I think that was pretty powerful. Now, what they did after it was probably not the best <laughs> idea ever. But you know, up to that point, I was really enjoying it. <laughs> That's something I read stuff all the time. Felicity is kind of a a topic of controversy because some fans love her. And some fans despise her. I I love her. I, you know, I wish they had kept the what what was their Olicity. Oh, was Olicity or yeah, or Feliver or it was Olicity. Yeah, it was Olicity. Olicity. They actually put Olicity in later in that in that season. There was a headline because remember they had to oh, they had to get Cupid. They had You're to catch right. Cupid again, yep. and so they staged a fake wedding. And it was like, oh, Lissity. Yeah. Whoa. And she thought she, or he thought he had her back, and she's just like, nah, bro. I was just so stupid. Not, not going to happen. I, I mean, I was angry for like a solid month. I was angry at that for her, but I, in general, I, I really enjoy the character. Eddie? Do you like Felicity? Felicity. Do you like Felicity? Oh, my gosh. Wait, 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 wait. Felicity. Blonde, broad, smart. The nerdy girl with glasses. Oh, oh yeah! Oh my God, she's absolutely fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we got Eddie no, back. No, 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 no! I apologize because I was thinking of the black canary and how annoying her freaking shrill is. I hated that when she did that <laughs> thing. No, 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 no! Felicity is absolutely fantastic. Just like with the, the whole snarkiness and the intelligence. Yeah. I mean, I just, I don't know. I like her as a character. I know they kind of they, for a while. I don't know what season it was. They really developed her character and like she had those run-ins with her mom and everything and kind of. Yeah, because you got her origin stories. Yeah, yeah the yeah, untold yeah, story yeah, with yeah, Felicity with, Smoke. Yeah, Goth, when she was Goth like goth, Felicity, and yeah. she was with that guy who later on was working with. Um, he ended up working for the Hive guys, right? To, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. To like shut the whole thing down. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, no, Felicity's fantastic. She's like the um, oh gosh, what's the guy from Flash? The Cisco. Of, uh, yeah. Love Cisco. Well, and I mean, Felicity is obviously her like comedic timing with her awkwardness is yeah. always refreshing. Yeah, you know, to kind of balance well, out the brooding. Oh, uh, uh, everybody <laughs> else. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's true. She, she's the comic relief in that show. Absolutely. Yeah, and I will say this about the the split. Um, I'm not, as you guys know, I'm not caught up, but the entire time watching that relationship, as cool as it is to see them together. The whole time I'm thinking he ends up with a Black Canary. He marries Black Canary. Which Black Canary is it going to be? Because they keep flip-flopping on the show. So that's... Where did you stop, Bill? (laughs) (laughs) End of five? Okay. Because this is six, right? Yeah. So so Laurel's dead. Yeah. Okay. All right. I want to make sure. I'm there. Okay. Now we're we're that's I got, the, actually my no, daughter that was dead. the that was the I got I got, re, I got real nervous for a second because I didn't really remember that and then I, I was like okay, I was and then like, like, well, I running out like, of options I was like did you just spoil it for him? No no I, I'm I'm all the way through five. Uh, what was I gonna ask? Oh um, yeah I I don't think um, the whole relationship thing didn't really bother me. I mean, you know how things are exaggerated on the internet. They're like, oh, Felicity needs to be killed off. We hate her. Why? Because she's a chick they will never get. See, my thing is... They and she c- is such a cool person, like the the actor. Oh, really? I've seen her do a couple live episodes with Stephen Amell on Facebook. She's such a... She's just such a bro. She's, yeah. She's cool I, to- see, I think they could have developed more of that relationship. Like, 
I felt like they kind of got scared and was like, oh, man, uh, we don't know what to do with Oliver. He's too happy. And they're split up. Yeah. Here we go. Back <laughs> to what we're at. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get him back brooding. Let's bitch-slap Oliver back to reality. I mean, you could sit there and say, I mean, you could look at other TV shows that are extremely popular. And I know it's, it's kind of a rough comparison, but like Big Bang Theory was kind of that way, you know, where, where finally they, they, they were able to get the relationships right. And, and then there's stories within the relationships. So I feel like they don't have to be absolutely afraid of putting Oliver in a relationship. Like, I feel like they just freaked out and was like, nope, we're done. Yeah. We're done. Back to brooding. You back in the air, okay? It was a very interesting uh, turn of events because, you know, Arrow was the darker show and Flash is the lighter show. Yeah. And they tried to add a little bit of humor and I guess that, you know, light tone to Arrow. But to me, it just didn't work. I mean, the, the way, the reason why I enjoy both shows is because they're both different. They have different tones. Flash is your, your comic book type show. But Arrow is like, if Batman were on TV, this is how it would be. I will say this. I think the common misconception about Arrow is it's not about Oliver. It's not about Oliver. It's not about any of them. The, if you look at the good Arrow seasons, they had a strong villain. And I think if you look at Dark and then you look at Roz, these weren't the strongest villains, you know? Yeah. Like, you didn't have that investment into it. There's a I don't reason. Know, Roz was pretty strong, shoving a blade through Arrow's thorax. Yeah, but it, it just didn't see. It didn't, didn't come together. Yeah, Oliver's a bug. <laughs> okay, I was about to say, wait a minute. <laughs> but it didn't come together like Merlin, like Slade, Slade. Wilson, like the they, connections they were, to it weren't as strong. Like they were they means had to, to go, an end. They had to go through Malcolm Merlin, through killing Sarah, through using Sarah in order to even get Oliver and Roz in the same room. Like it was such a. He's supposed to be an elusive individual, but yeah, they they were more a means to an end than. Yeah, because we we had to get through Roz to get through to get to Merlin being the new head. Yeah, the new dragon's head. So, but but if I, if I had to look at that, I would say you could always with a very good villain. I think you see a lot better production out of out of Era. Which kind of mentioning Roz, what were your guys' thoughts on season three? To me, that was kind of when the season three season three wasn't terrible, but it kind of that's kind of started the decline for Arrow, in my opinion. I usually love seeing Roz on camera and any 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 episode where they did the league correctly, I enjoyed because coming off of the Nolan verse, yeah, you know, we got a very bad league and a very bad Roz. So don't Oh boy. <laughs> you talking about my boy Liam? <laughs> I will find you. <laughs> and I will kill you. He has a very specific set of skills. Well, so <laughs> choose the next words skills. that you have very wisely. Uh, I, lo- I love me some Liam, but, you know. League of Shadows, man. Come on. Oh, my God. <laughs> I am the League of Shadows. No, I mean, I, I think I think the TV show was a lot cheesier about it, honestly, like with the fight scenes and everything, like when they would go to like to the temple and stuff. So I don't know. I'm a I'm a Nolan fan when it comes to, to all that stuff. But uh, I, I, I don't know. Now, was this around this was was this around the time that she found out that uh, Malcolm was her father? Was he through that season four? No, this was a this was after that time. 
This was she had already found out that Malcolm was her father, and she was actually training with Malcolm. I that. Wait, that's she how it's keeping it from she had Ollie. Bloodlust going on, man. Yeah, they really developed. That, well, that that was all. That was Roz stabbed yeah. her. And that yeah. caused Ollie to go to Nana Parbat. Yeah. I will say this: my favorite Roz has always been a favorite character of mine, but my absolute favorite incarnation is the animated series where David Warner did his voice. Mm-hmm. That was probably the best Roz. No, I and, and and the Arrowverse Roz was the closest thing to that that I've seen. Now I I, I will say. Uh, Dark Archer Ollie popping up in the Flash crossover. <laughs> yes. Ooh. That was sick. He beat Reverse Flash. Yeah. That was so yeah. sick. It wasn't Barry. Barry it was didn't Ollie. do anything. Anything. <laughs> <laughs> didn't do anything that episode. It was Ollie, Dark Archer Ollie. That was such an awesome turn by yeah. him. Like with him wearing the, the black. Long the story. And everything. Yeah, yeah <laughs> long story. <laughs> <laughs> it, it kind of brought you back to that early season one, Ollie, where he had no remorse. Yeah, he had no remorse. Yeah, I I loved all of the Flash crossovers. Flash is more. I tend to like Flash more than I like Arrow, um, just in in watching capacity. I, I like the the lighter tone. I like the comedic mm-hmm. payoff. Um, you know, I like Barry Allen. I like Cisco. All those characters. Um, also love Jesse L. Martin. Oh my God. Yes. Any anytime they make an opportunity to let that man sing in a show. Love Joe West. Uh, yeah. He he's fantastic. He's he's probably my favorite part of the, <laughs> He's probably my favorite part of the Earth show. Too, man. Earth two, man. Earth two. Earth two. Earth two. Before we continue this awesome discussion about the Arrowverse, I'd like to remind you that for you the listeners of the Derek Diamond Experience podcast. Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. And they have a ton of books to choose from, over 180,000 from Mass Effect, Halo, Star Wars, Divergent. So many great titles. Um, I'm personally listening to my second audiobook, Star Wars Bloodline. It's really good so far, and I can't wait to see uh, what happens with the story. So again, to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash nerdcave. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash nerdcave for your free audiobook download today. Now, well, I mean, we can go from there to, because it was season three, right, that Barry yeah. was introduced? And yes. then well, they, well, it was season two, but season three season, is when we started getting crossovers. Season okay. two, Flash. Barry was introduced because it had to do with the Miracura. Yeah. Okay. And then, yeah, right. And then yeah. around Arrow season three was when season one also, Flash started. Also, yes. fun fact: that's when Ollie gets his mask and stops using eye grease. Sad day. Thanks to Barry. Such yeah. a sad day. I want him to go back to eye grease. You like you like a greased up Ollie? Eh? <laughs> I love a greased up Ollie. God, he's so adorable. Is I mean, that that doesn't look like a Mel? Is that a Mel? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that season like one, him. man. Season one. Like Does he have the same hood now? Yes, it's still the same hood. It's still the yeah. same because hood. It looks different. Because it's the symbol. I know. It just looks different. I mean, it, it might be different. They're just saying it's the same one for I know. purposes. Whatever. Whatever. Well, okay. since the listeners can't see, Adam is holding an <laughs> yeah, just... autographed picture of Stephen Emil that I <laughs> yeah. got him for we his You're dissecting right now. God. Yeah. Yeah. He had his old bow, too. Oh. Yeah, season one bow. I guess before we get into Flash, I can I can tell that story. So I got to go to Heroes and Villains Fan Fest in Atlanta back in November, and as Adam does inappropriate things, my one goal was to get Stephen Emil's autograph. You know, if I got uh, there were some others that I wanted, but the main one I wanted was Emil. 
and I was like, we're going Saturday and Sunday. Saturday, I'll do all my other autographs, like Matt Ryan, who played Constantine, was there. Um, what was his name? Jason Momoa, who mm-hmm. plays Aquaman, was there too. Um, all the celebrities I talked to were really cool. Uh, funny story about uh, Neil McDonough, who played Damian Dark. I told you this story. Yeah. I think it was yesterday. So the way the, the fan fest is laid out, it's in this huge convention center. It's like multiple stories tall, and it's on like the the basement floor of the convention center that's right next to the Georgia Dome. So the convention actually is smaller than the actual room. So there's plenty of space behind the the, the PVC pipe and the blue curtains they use to border everything. Mm -hmm. And all the celebrities can go behind the curtain and walk through, you know, this little tunnel area to go like to the green room and restroom and all that fun stuff. So I'm waiting in line to get Stephen Emile's autograph and out of the corner of my eye, this woman who is like six or seven people behind me, she's standing right next to the curtain. And I see Damien Dark walk next to her. And as he's walking, he just goes, ah, and grabs her and just no sells it and just keeps walking. And everybody in line just dies laughing. And she was like, ah, I, it was um, awesome. I, I also got to meet Steven um, at Wizard World Philly uh, last year and. Um, I actually went to a local collectible store before the con, uh, just you know, see if there were any last minute stuff I'd want to pick up to get signed or whatever. And um, the owner of the shop was like, "Hey, you know, we were talking, Stephen. Like, do you like the new Ninja Turtles movie? Are you going to go see it?" I'm like, well, I like Stephen Amell, so <laughs> let's leave it at that. And and he's like, "Well, here," and he gave me a, a free pass to go see the premiere that night after it was going to premiere the night after the con at the movie theater, um, after the first night of the con. tickets, that's not good to the premiere. So um, he's like, don't tell anybody, but um, Amel's supposed to go introduce it. I was like, oh, sweet. So I put it it away. I I go do my first day at the con. Um, I don't remember if I actually went and saw him that day. It might have been the next day I went and saw him. But um, I get out of the con and I to the movie theater i was actually debating whether or not to go because mm-hmm. like eh, it's all the way back across town and it's gonna be late at night nah, i go right so i go like free movie whatever i end up getting a pretty decent aisle seat um sure enough he shows up wow he shows up and intros the movie for about five or ten minutes i have a great clip of it um and i just recall him saying over and over things like um you know even if you don't like the movie, bring your friends. I want to. I want to keep playing this role. So I think even he knows it's a little, it's yeah. a little shoddy. But I think he loves the Casey Jones character so much. Well, his name's Casey Jones, and one day he's going to be a detective. <laughs> I liked Emil in the movie. I didn't like the direction of Casey Jones. Like he never felt like a vigilante. To me, mm-hmm. he was just like, oh, I'm a police officer who's just going to do whatever it takes to to get the job done. Yeah. But my he never I, played pro hockey. No. <laughs> but when I got to meet Emil, so what happened was we were the next in line and then he had to leave to go to his panel. But the like the attendees there said, we're going to hand out these sticky notes and we're going to write, you know, you're number one so you can come back and you'll be first in line. Because no one can forge a sticky note. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that That's just what they did. 
<laughs> I was like, whatever. Right. But anyway, I ended up being first in line. First in line, sure. And then, you know, I'm, I'm standing there. I'm talking to my girlfriend. Then I, we're talking to, as Adam points to the picture, to the, uh, the people behind me. And then I just turn around, and it was like he descended from heaven itself. <laughs> That's directly, usually how it works. Directly yeah. into his chair. And he was he was just really cool. He was. Yeah, I, and I was I was like, you know, yeah, we're you know, I'm a big fan. Um watch Arrow every Thursday at work on the, the CW website. At work. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, turn our lunch hey, break. <laughs> it's our hour to do whatever we please. Yeah, exactly. There you go. There you go. <laughs> no, he was really cool. He was like, you know, yeah, thank you for watching. Thanks for the support. Enjoy the rest of the con. And that was pretty much yeah. it. Derek, I, um, Derek lied to me and said he didn't get he that there was no autographs and I was, was part like, of the de- part, I know it was part of the deception. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that Oliver, you had to deceive me. Oh, I wish but, he had uh, done it in silver. Like it's a beautiful frame picture. Yeah. I just wish he had done it in like a silver pen or something. That's all right. Or a gold I like pen. It. I know it's sweet. I, I'm there. I'm also a vet at this, so like I yeah, I see, like, I think very carefully about what color I want them to sign. And he actually, oh, I do too. He does the arrow. He did the arrow on my picture as well. I got the signed picture of me and him together. Um, and I actually asked him to do a sinceriously inscription because I'm wearing the shirt in the in the pro photo, and he's like, "Yeah, man, absolutely." Seriously, such a nice guy. He he is. He, I want to play. My goal in life is actually to play some three bar. With Stephen Amell, about a, about a couple years ago, he got to skate on the Vancouver Canucks ice. <laughs> and he's like, um, um, ever, ever since I saw him, you know, skate around and shoot the puck around, I'm like, I, I. So every every live stream he does, two or three times, like three bar, three bar, three bar, three bar, <laughs> hoping maybe one day he'll answer me. Maybe one day. So Stephen, if you're listening, let's lace him up, sir. Let's play some puck. Game on, eh? So, moving on to Flash, season one. We'll we'll start with you, Mister Uptown. <laughs> Bring Eddie back. Yeah, and, and gotta, Uptown. Well, Jay, I'm sorry, I, I don't have any cool like Comic Con. No, it's, like, it's con all good. Stories. It's all Neither good. do I. I was just have Derek brought me back a signed photo, and I freaked That's out at my birthday. No, um. So I mean, thoughts I, on Flash season one? I, I enjoyed the Flash. I, I always I always enjoy figuring out and and seeing the progression of somebody getting their powers and how to harness that sort of, I guess, energy and, and how they become what they are. So, I mean, obviously it's all kind of like a little cheesy process. Like all of a sudden there's an explosion at the lab and it just causes this whole meta human debacle. And it, it, it it's genius because it's like, Hey, we need a villain. Oh yeah. So-and-so fell in tar. So they're tar guy and he'll, they'll come out a couple of years later and they're going to terrorize everybody with tar and all this. So, but I mean, a, a lot to what what Bill was saying is it's it's like the Spider Man equivalent for Marvel. It's the yep. fun yuppie young kid. Um, you know, Arrow is more the, the the dark, and this one's more even like the cinematography. It feels lighter in this show. It feels like the sun shines brighter in Central City than it does you know in in, in Arrows. I think Oliver says it. It's not Central City where it's always sunny. That's right. Yeah, um, that was so. in the first crossover, I believe. No, I mean, I and, and the actor that plays him, I don't, I don't know his professional name. Grant sure. Gustin. Brant, Grant Gustin. Love there we Grant go. Gustin. That's why, that's why he I has some, on a, he has some pipes on him as well. He's was on, yeah, he was on Glee. Glee. He was on Glee. Yeah, he was actually an evil warbler. Yeah, I, <laughs> evil warbler. I, he was actually a nice warbler. I um, I've always He's so evil. What? No, Grant. The, his character he played. No, 
Didn't in Glee? I thought he was a... No, he yeah, I thought he was, he a, was a bad guy. He threw slush but, at them that had like ice shards or something. But I think it comes back where he ends up being a good guy. He and they all cheer, They me. all cheer for him at the end, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I always had in mind this this um custom art art piece I'd want to have Grant Gustin sign of like him, Grant Gustin, looking in his closet, deciding what to wear. And there's two things on the hanger. A warbler... Um, suit and, and and his flash uniform <laughs> and just kind of going hmm now I've got a bold statement here best villain in the Arrowverse Arrowverse is Dr. Harrison Wells slash Eobard Thawne reverse flash that's Season a hard one. one better than Mr. Manu Bennett's Slade Wilson I don't know the the only the only one up that Harrison Wells would have over Manu Bennett's um, Deathstroke is Deathstroke was very linear. Yeah, Harrison Wells, while his goal was linear, his ways of doing it was not true. And they bring him back in a bunch of different iterations, but yeah, spent like his Earth Two self. That was a whole different spin. We're not going to get we're, what Harry Harry. Yeah, I love Harry. Just wait till HR. <laughs> 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 but but I you know here you are you you kind of have this mythical adversary you know over the first half of season one where you're like all right it's the man in yellow it's the man in yellow it's reverse well everyone knows it's reverse flash it's a man in yellow who is he who is he and then just as the season goes on just keep dropping those little tiny nuggets and then you're like starting to like kind of piece it together and you're like no 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 dr wells is dr wells then dr wells starts you know then you start looking back at it and you're like well he's kind of an odd guy really and i think it I think it goes to to his character and, and how he was portrayed and all that. And it was just really, I think, artfully done to, to where... I mean, I, I like what you're saying about like the villain thing just because like the self-control that he has, the fact that he basically has to teach his arch nemesis how to be better than him so he oh, yeah. can create this time vortex so he can go back into the future. It was and just... everything about it's calculated. Yeah. You know, and I think where you see that is in season two when Barry goes back to yeah to, to talk to season to, one, yeah, to learn how to get faster. And even that, you can see him making the calculations in his mind when he's got Oh, when Barry he catches the, him? Yeah. yeah, when he's got Barry in the bumpy room. <laughs> yeah. Barry, in the, Barry stuck up. in the bumpy room. <laughs> Barry's caught in the bumpy room. And he's like sitting there and, he, and he's like, you can see he's like trying to figure out. He's like, no, no, something had to go wrong. And he didn't know what to believe. He didn't know what to do. And it, it's like you can see that like he's always calculating. Yeah. You know, and I think that was. He, but he never got the wool over Mr. Law and Order's eyes, though. No, he didn't. <laughs> he knew what was up. But but I mean to a degree, yeah, he did. The, you know? The biggest thing that I'll say between like my fascination with the Flash and the Arrowverse is I, I feel like there's a lot more character relationships and developments in in Arrow. But then you look at the Flash, it's like, oh, you get these character development, everything's so great. Oh crap, something happened. Oh, oh time time change. All right, everybody's different. That no one is is what the way that they were. Like whenever Derek, you, it would yep, be a Cisco shame. Died. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this, is a, really. this is a nice timeline. It's a shame yeah. if someone happened to it. <laughs> Because I remember when he when he finally uh, those memes are genius. When he finally confesses love and he's like doing that thing over like right on the water line to like stop the wave or something yeah, from coming yeah. in, you're like, wow, I was expecting that in season two. Wait, wait, whoa, 
Nope. Where did he just go? Yeah. Oh, okay, we're back to square one now. <laughs> and you see Tom Cavanaugh's reverse flash freak out mm-hmm. once he realizes Barry's time traveled. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and so it's like every time that... Ha- it's it's almost... If you watch Harrison Wells in that, and every time Barry learns a new skill or does something else, you kind of see him sit there and be like, okay, okay, this is how this has to incorporate in order to just get to do this, <laughs> this in-game. And then, a f- then it ultimately unravels on... And, and they need to piece together happens. all the scenes of like his mom being killed by reverse flash and just like because it's like one flash is coming through the door like no another flash is like i'm gonna do it one's like i'm gonna do it anyways i'm there's, gonna wait for the like last guy to say no and then i'm gonna the go room back. wondering what to do about this situation <laughs> i actually love the um that they were able to so quickly jump right into um flashpoint the way that they did that's one of my favorite DC storylines. Flashpoint is an yeah, amazing Flashpoint DC storyline. And, that, and that's what that was in season two, was just dipping right into Flashpoint. For season one, my favorite moment, because my, my issue in the beginning was, you know, who's this Harrison Wells guy? He's not supposed to be reverse Flash. It's Eobard Thawne. Eobard Thawne, yeah. But then when he reveals to Cisco, I'm not Harrison Wells, I'm Eobard Thawne, I'm like... <gasps> We all went, oh, I get it. <laughs> and then, you know, explaining that he basically killed the real Wells and took over his life. I like that's It was genius. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, I, it's really, really tough to pick between between Eobard Thawne and Slade Wilson because they're mm. both really, really good. And they're they're easily the two best. I mean, to me, they're really kind of like one A and one B. Well, and I like I very and I'm very much talking about the the Tom Cavanaugh Eobard yes. Thon. I'm not talking now about... now the real Eobard Thon is he not is, bad. Yeah, no, he's not bad. But I think you without the Tom Cavanaugh without the Doctor Harrison Wells version, you you lose that connection to Barry. Yeah, you know, like at the end of the day, this is Barry's mentor. Run, his Barry, run. run. This is his great his. His greatest nemesis is his, his mentor. Mentor, yeah. yeah, like just like mind blow. Yeah, I, I think the big thing, and when you look between the two, I think anytime you have an evil villain who's also like really highly intelligent, yeah, that's always a scary. Because even if you look at like the DC movies, like one thing I love about the Joker was he was so menacing, but he was really smart. Yeah, he always seemed to be like a step ahead. But then you'd always have all these other villains that were just kind of stupid and they were just doing their own thing. So that would be my big thing for him is mm-hmm. that he was. He had this agenda that he's been working on for so long, but he's just, he's just, man, he's just smart as hell. Now, what about, uh, Derek, if you don't mind me hopping in here with a question? Uh-oh. What about Mr. Zoom? I was a little disappointed at the end. Yes, I agree with you. But getting there was oh a, was a fantastic ride. Yeah. I mean, Zoom. He was just scary. He was. The, the first time Barry fought Zoom and he broke his back. Yeah, I was like, "Oh crap!" <laughs> and this guy's I th- for show. Yeah, I think, I mean, you knew that they ultimately had to reveal who he was, and you know, all the. I mean, you could get into all the craziness. It. I just don't know how, and it, it just plays in my mind because I watched this episode not too long ago, where basically they they figure out Hunter Zolomon is Zoom, and he was posing as Jay Garrick. That was the that that was that, the bit of a payoff, and, and and they sat there, and I remember in the episode you have Harry there, who's from Earth Two, and 
um, Caitlin says, well, is Earth 2 doppelganger Hunter Zolomon? And Harrison Wells is like, oh, Hunter Zolomon? Oh, you mean the serial killer? Oh, let me pull up his profile for you right here. Yeah, this is him. Yep, this is it. Yeah, he got hit. So I'm like, how did you not... Yes. If you knew exactly who he was, how did you not realize that... I? I didn't make that connection. It, yeah, that, that, I'm like, that is Harry, a pretty big plot hole. Why didn't you know Jay Garrick was just a shaved version of Hunter Zolomon? You know, <laughs> he, he he might not have put the, it's the it might have been the Superman factor. Yeah, you just can't see that he's because the glasses you just can't see that he's Superman. Might be the same thing. He just made such a point that Hunter Zolomon was just such a famous, and they even said, "Oh well, you know, serial killers yeah. are so rare on our Earth." And it's like if this guy was that you know in your mind and you knew exactly who he was and how almost how not? he was affected by the particle accelerator yeah. too. It was like, how do you not know that this guy in your midst is Zoom? The thing that I remember, you know, kind of going back, and I was thinking, why didn't I make that connection when Caitlin and who we thought was Jay are at the park and they say, "Oh well, we found your Earth One doppelganger, but his name's not Jay Garrick; it's Hunter Zolomon." Now, I remember reading Hunter Zolomon was Zoom, but I didn't make yeah. the connection. And then, you know, when he takes his mask off, I'm like, holy crap. That makes when, perfect sense. When they first reveal, quote unquote, Jay Garrick as Zoom, it was a huge letdown because the entire time, you know, we know that Garrick is Earth 2 Flash. We know he's Golden Age Flash. So I was like, this is awesome. We're getting Flash of Two Worlds. This is an amazing story. And then, oh, you just perverted his character. But then they pay it off by like, oh, you know, he's not really Jay Garrick. Jay Garrick's the dude yeah. in the Hannibal mask. Which once they revealed that Jay slash Hunter was Zoom, I was like, okay, the guy in the mask has got to be the real Jay Garrick. Which yeah, of course absolutely. We, we didn't know what he looked like. We, we knew he was, was a speedster, though. Yes. But this is where he starts getting confusing, because that was, what, Jay Garrick from Earth 3? Yes. So is there no Flash from Earth no, 2? No, it was... Was it not Jay Garrick from Earth 2? No, it wasn't. It was Jay Garrick from Earth 3. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Garrick is... This is where it gets... This is, Z Z this Zolomon is the problem is, with Flash. Yeah, this, this is like always you got to get Earths, out your man. flow chart. It's okay. Gotta, Barry can just go back in you, time and fix it. Zolomon is his mother's maiden name, right? Zolomon hmm? is his mother's no, maiden name. Garrick right? is Barry's dad's mother's maiden name. Yes. Oh gosh. That is it. That that's correct. Yeah. Okay. Can we talk about a more important question inside yeah. those? Oh yeah, because Jay Garrick was his dad. <laughs> I forgot about that. Jay Garrick was his dad. <laughs> yeah. This has been bothering me, and I need you guys to help me out with this. Okay. The, all the, the is it why Iris West couldn't realize? That no, it's the, like we'll we're, get into we're, that. Where, how do they eat food and use a bathroom in the prison cells that they're kept? What do they do in there all day? Who, they, who feeds them? <laughs> didn't they? Didn't they? Um, didn't they allude to that or make fun of that? In one yeah, of they the did. Because okay. like, yeah. Caitlin had like this giant uh, thing of burgers that <laughs> yeah. she would give yeah. to all the the prisoners. Everyone got big belly burger. Yeah, <laughs> I think it is funny that that um, every iteration of uh, Harrison Wells is some Loves fascination big with yeah. big belly burger. <laughs> I think it's one of those cool little things. You'll you'll be excited about the new. Uh, the new Wells. There's a jaw. Yeah, he's completely different than any other iteration. I'll catch on what they're doing with this. I hate Iris West so much. Okay, I love the I love the Flash show, but anytime that there's a scene with Barry and Iris together, I tune out. 
I can't. And he can vouch for me on that. I go to my phone and I'm just like, okay, we'll wait till this is over. Okay, we're back to action. Mm, Can we talk about Patty, man? Patty was. Oh, he he made a mistake. He should have stuck with Patty. (laughs) He should have stuck with Patty. He couldn't though. He had to give her up, man. He couldn't. He couldn't put her in danger like that. And she had her own dreams. No one else wanted to give her up though. (laughs) I didn't want Barry to give her up. Or let and her and down. She, she did give him a chance too, and he he hid behind that bullshit excuse. Or run she around was like, and desert you. She was. I mean, and he's he the fastest Iris, man, man alive. Why can't he just? Why can't he just run to wherever the hell she's going? I don't know. He could be there in like a minute, man. Oh, man. There's no such thing as a long distance relationship for you, Barry. No. I to me, Iris West is just. I don't want to call her dumb. I don't want to call her character dumb, but she's it's not, not very bright. It, it's there's not, not dumb, there's no. not other any way. I guess naive, she's naive. Yeah. Naive, she's naive, naive would be the appropriate yeah, yeah, way. Yeah. She just like everything to her just seemed to be like oh, she had no concept of really what was going on in Barry's life. Arrows on the move. We got we yeah. got cops outside. Yeah, someone's failing the city. <laughs> <laughs> but so that to me it made. Iris's character so like, like come on like how do you not see this how are you not figuring it out why are you the last one to figure this out and why are you mad about it yeah <laughs> you know it's it's your own fault you, you can't put the pieces together you're supposed to be this investigative reporter and you can't figure out that Barry's the Flash what's well, the lowest lane effect can't figure out that Barry's in love with you even though it's a weird like like. Adopted, yeah, yeah, kind of weird. See, I, yeah, I never really thought of that. Yeah, that is a little strange. It's, like, it's adopted sister. Yeah. See, Cisco took me a long time to kind of get used to just I, with like his zaniness. Yeah. But then he kind of it, it kind of like sucked a little bit whenever they like switch universe and his like brother dies and yeah, it's just he's like mopey. He's all like, you know, damn you, Flash. You can save your family, but you can't save mine. Kind of like, thing. Get over yourself. Like, Come sure. on, dude. Quote <laughs> movies again and do stuff. <laughs> That's the thing I loved about Cisco was the all the nerdy shirts he would wear. Because I would even look up like, okay, where where's that shirt from? Was there's a website I don't remember it, but it actually CiscoPrints.com. Is that really it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it sounds legitimate. Sure, there's a URL somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, there was a website I found that actually explains where you can get all of Cisco's shirts. Really? That is awesome. Um. Any thoughts on Supergirl or Legends? No, we'll pass on. That. I, I will say that my my major qualm with Supergirl is I, I they I think they got just a problem with the writing, the acting isn't very fluid, and it's just it's very campy. It's very I I like her. Uh, she's so I good. I like I yeah. like the newspaper editor. Yeah, those are two really great strong female characters. To Adam's point, the writing is crap. Yeah. And to be fair, on a TV budget, it is really hard to do Superman-esque fight scenes. Yeah. Um, but they look bad. They just look terrible. And the whole few, like, because I was told, just get through the first couple episodes and then it really gets on its feet. I watched seven episodes. It never got on its feet. I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't finish the season. This past. It was so bad. This past crossover, that was all yeah. just, I got bait and switched on sitting through a Supergirl episode. But <laughs> I had no idea what was going on, first no, of all. Yeah, those ratings up. <laughs> just waiting for the last two minutes in which my cable went out because we were in the middle of a storm. So I didn't even get to see <laughs> Cisco and Barry show up. In like the last Super 10 Girl. seconds of the yeah, episode. Yeah, in the last 10 seconds of the episode, because I think you and I were actually talking about it yeah. at the time. 
And I was just completely, and I just sat, and then I had to go back and watch it on CW, and I had to sit through the whole episode again. Plus commercials. <laughs> Plus commercials. I really like, I, I like her in Superhero Fight Club. I've never seen her in anything else. Um, the For Legends, though, Legends was she a fun was ride. Glee. That's it. It's like, I like she Legends, but it's like the show that I always seem to mm-hmm. not have enough time to get invested in. Because I, right. I like the characters. I like Ray Palmer. Love Captain Cold. Love, you know, all... <laughs> Captain Cold's so cheesy. <laughs> He's just... Hey, but that's his thing. Yeah, going? that's his like, thing. Better get out of here. Like, it's like Jack. Like, here's like, Johnny. <laughs> like I kind of see though. Like I feel like that's so like comic book. You know, like that he would actually yeah. talk that way. Yeah. You know. But then you have that episode where he like he's like doing a heist with his dad or something. Like that, and you kind of realize like he's not evil. You know, he's got a little bit of his sister's an actual gold digger. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, the golden <laughs> glider. Golden she glider. Make me a golden gun. <laughs> But no, as far as Legends of Tomorrow, uh, I, I tried. I mean, I think I got like four episodes in. And I was like, dude, this is just kind of... It's not a great show, but it's like I said, it's a fun ride. You have to binge it, yeah. I think. You can't you can't like watch a couple episodes because then you're just never going to go back. To, to me, I think there was characters that caused pitfalls like too much the the girl the hot girl and like, like all the, that the ancient oh, people God, or whatever I to, but i didn't have to hear her talk about carter being dead or her and ray being stuck and like the love stories that they tried to incorporate in that were just brutal right. it how was. do you feel bad for that actor that guy goes from superman to like the cw's like adam well, he should have <laughs> been in a better superman <laughs> yeah <laughs> We're all just gonna be talking honest. Yeah, it was pretty bad. It's yeah. on Netflix now. <laughs> it I, is. I, I was. Uh, no, I, I added it. it to my list just in case. Nah, there's I, not gonna uh, be a case. Funny story. I actually went to the midnight showing of that movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> Superman. Superman Returns. <laughs> yeah. Man, what are you doing with your life? I was young and naive. You probably uh, thought it was awesome. <laughs> You're like, yeah. <laughs> And like two weeks later, you realize that's your mistake. He basically rapes Lois Lane. He doesn't really do anything, period, in the movie. Like, it's just kind of him being emo Superman. I mean, you, you got a good well, yeah, but, but like, out of but it like, with Kevin Spacey, but that's. But like, why didn't Lois Lane be like, when did you have sex with me, Superman? Because I just watched my kid pitch a piano across the room, and I don't remember us having sex ever. Wait. But. But Bill, it's 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 just picking up from where the last ones left off. When did they never? They did in Superman too. Remember? They were in no. uh, Niagara Falls, weren't they? I don't remember actually. It was right. It was the, towards the beginning of the movie. At the beginning, um, he told Lois who he really was, and then he was going to give up his powers. And then you know they went to yeah, the Fortress he of can Solitude because he can then, just give up his powers. No, in the Fortress Jesus. of Solitude there was a chamber he went he in went, where he, he got he bathed with radiation from the red it for sun and them and then he came out and they're like and they yeah. freaking made him man messed him all up. Yeah. Weird. You guys ever watched the original I don't like Superman. It's 70s Supermans. I like the first one. It was the kid, it was the kid fell off of uh, Niagara Falls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. if you if you you know race around time. the planet very very yeah, fast, that makes the planet yeah. go back in time. That's Christopher Reeves. I'll man. have to ask Christopher Nolan about that. I, I don't yeah, know if that's Reeves, accurate. Man, that's, yeah. that's Superman right there, man. <laughs> anyway, back on track. So wait, you guys want to do some Facebook questions? Yes. Actually, oh, there's questions. Yeah, we actually got several. So this first one's more of a, a comment to the fans from uh, from Mary Jane. 
this better not be another Disney <laughs> roundtable that we're missing. I got so much hate from people who were like, oh, why didn't you ask me to be a part of the Disney round? Well, let's add a little enough. bit. Let's add a little let, bit more hate to it then. Let, let, let's talk about some Simba. No, Simba. Mama me, mama I just thought I'd throw that out there. Uh, let's see. Where were they? I lost my place. Hey, I didn't get to be part of the JDF thing. You don't see me complaining too much. I gave you a little bit of shit. We should do an X-Men roundtable, just the movies, just kind of like the whole, like, what we hated, what we liked. You know, that would be good because I want to talk about the new Wolverine, the new trailer. So the the show would implode then, right? Dude, the new Wolverine. Ryan Singer would come back and make a terrible podcast. I will say this. I hate so much copyright infringement on things because if you look at, like, the... The, the the old Logan mm-hmm. like you you have all these like there's like Hulk world there's Hulk Hawkeye and, and it's like Red you Skull can't Captain combine America. them it's you have to make your own thing we'll, we'll just call that the Hugh Jackman yeah you give away like, okay let's give you know Professor X dementia and then we'll make that part of the story I think this is gonna I'm be really good ninety <laughs> the fact that he said that was God, amazing man that's gonna be so good oh still need right, to watch well, his, I work his... really hard to keep this family friendly. <laughs> All right, let's not talk too much. What's, Don't work what's so, so hard. Dude, an X-Men, man. I'm saying, man. I've, Don't work so I, hard. What I you like got? That. What you got, Derek? All right, first question from Joey Wallace. Why does Barry continuously mess with time? Well, that's why he gets... Um, he's inexperienced, and we get that in an episode, finally. Someone's like, you have this wraith after you because you've been screwing around with time, and you're inexperienced. So time literally gives him a lesson. It it was beautifully beautifully illustrated in this past season by Jay Garrett mm-hmm. with the teacup. Yeah, and I think that's when it actually sunk in that it was his his basically his own personality that he just felt like he he had the he everything was on his shoulders to go back and fix it. He had to go fix it. He had to go fix it. And each time he did that, yeah, he could put the pieces back together, but they didn't fit perfectly back together each time he went back it broke a little bit more and i think it was beautifully illustrated with that scene with him and jay garrick mm-hmm. and i know if you haven't gotten like that scene nah, yeah, sums yeah. it up like perfectly well, like, in the open. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. look forward mm-hmm. yeah i mean i would probably say the biggest thing for me is it's, it's a lot of his it's showing his inexperience but it, he has good intentions i think towards <laughs> others but he has to realize that although he tries to help others and fix others, he can't fix himself. He that's it makes him who he is. So you know he has to understand that with take it from uh, Spider Man with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. Great quote uh, from Derek Daniel. He has actually quite a few questions. <laughs> Any expectations for the two episode Gorilla City arc? I love Gorilla Grodd, so I'm I'm really excited to see it. I mean, they must have got a little bump for the CG, or they're just going to copy the same gorilla. Well, they didn't I bring King Shark back, so. <laughs> There's only one gorilla in its rumba. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, God. God. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I, the gorilla grod stuff's always fun, you know? And I like kind of how season one they strung it along like he was always there. And yeah. you know, then you find out that he popped up in all these little different ways and all that. So that should be fun. Yeah. It's kind of a funny one. Will I give Legends another chance, and will I get into Supergirl? I mean, I'll watch Legends at, at some point. I do want to watch it. Supergirl? Nah. I don't, I, I don't nah, know. bro. I think they should just probably take... I don't know. She needs to be a background character in the other shows. Like she Maybe a recurring character on Flash. Or just get a new writing staff. Or that, too. <laughs> I'm fine with the show. I was excited for another 
Arrowverse show, but it was just dude. I'm all. It's for just horrendous. A, a female, you know, badass character and stuff. I think Wonder Woman. I think she's killed it thus far, and she'll do a great in her movie and stuff. It's just. And it's too lighthearted for me. See, I, I think with Supergirl, they got to simplify. I, I think with that, Bill, like you said, you don't have the ability to stretch all the way out to do all these crazy Superman things. So, like, I think they should just start simple and work like that. Kind of like Arrow started really simple. He had the list, and everything was extremely practical, mm-hmm. you know? Now, granted, she has superhuman powers, so that complicates things. But I think they just need to scale down and really focus, like, on her own development like i don't want to watch you argue at thanksgiving <clears throat> with your foster mom and your foster sister always really talking funny. about her brother like my brother's busy saving the world it's like no, hey. saving her brother's her cousin or her cousin or something it's her third, the weirdest her thing third cousin she got she got so tilted removed. over him saving her life you remember that yeah when like he texted her it was so pathetic this is superman texting his cousin hey i'm it was so emo passive aggressive Hey, uh, I talked to um, Jimmy. Uh, don't worry, it'll never happen again. And she's like, "No, no problem, thanks." Or whatever the hell she responded yeah, with. I, like, I, come I, on, you're Superman. You're like, you're inexperienced. I'm gonna teach you. I just saved your life. Get over it. Yeah, I think that answers the question, Derek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is actually a really good question. Outside of the main actors, who is the one character for both shows? that you can't live without or, in your opinion, makes the shows keep trucking along? Flash, Cisco. Mm-hmm. Felicity for Arrow. Flash, Harrison Wells, John Diggle for Arrow. I'd go with John Diggle. Yeah. I do like some Diggle. I like Felicity. <laughs> Felicity, though, is a close second because with the absence of Diggle this season, yeah, Felicity. But, I, mean, I mean, Felicity's... The good counter to yeah, Oliver's. But you yeah. also can't overlook the the villains. I think the villains also we make. So, I mean, Malcolm, I think he's always kind of a polarizing character when he does show yeah. up on the show. So, I definitely think he kind of holds together on that more darker side. Like, he reminds us of the, the mortality that is Arrow. Yeah. I wish we had more Arsenal. Yeah. Uh, let's see. For me, I would say for Flash would be Harrison Wells in whatever incarnation that might be. Kitty high five. Uh, Give your cat a high five. For Arrow, I will say Diggle. He's been there since the beginning. <laughs> Last question from Robbie Rawls, most hated character. Laurel, maybe? Just off the top of my head? Dude, her is a, a, lot, a lot of people... voice thing box just... <laughs> like I hate that. A lot of people don't like Laurel. Right. It, it's season two that destroyed her character. For I'm me, telling it, you. for me, it's easy. Iris West. Yeah, yeah. Iris West is up there for me. Totally. From Flash. Totally. <sighs> we picked the two female leads in each series. I'm really trying to think of Draco Arrow. Malfoy. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like him. Yeah, no, no, he's good. He's good. No, and mm. I feel like I feel so terrible because it's like we're just like naming off like crappy female characters. Like I'm not trying to sound. Well, sexist, there are but... no crappy male characters. <laughs> God. Oh man. I I would say Iris West. I really just don't care about. Yeah. Yeah. I just I don't care about it. Like, actually, while I going back to who. You can't live without. While Cisco is the main one, I really can't live without uh, Jesse L. Martin's character. 
Joe West. Joe, Joe West. West. Yeah. Joe, yeah. Awesome. Joe, Joe West is the driving force behind that Earth show. Earth 2 Joe West was awesome. Yes. And he had a magical voice. <laughs> I think for <laughs> the diner, those, yeah. those smooth chocolate tunes, sir. Dude, those those Earth Two episodes were so good. Well, yeah. they they were so different. They felt different. It was just good. I think with Earth, I mean not with Earth with the Arrow. I think I think it's gonna be Laurel. I'd rather have Sarah than Laurel. Because at least there's like some makes sense. There's like some connection. There's What's a storyline. What's your name ended up becoming Ra's al Ghul or isn't the daughter Ra? Like Nissa. 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 Yeah, we need Nissa on there. Who? Oh man! Did you did you guys <laughs> I mean, did you guys squeal a little bit when they revealed that Nissa isn't Talia? Mm-hmm. Wasn't supposed to be Talia. Oh, I I lost my. Yeah, I lost it when when they finally re- revealed tease that there was an actual Talia that they didn't just rename Talia as Nissa. Oh yeah, that well, blew my that's mind. Coming up, she, right? it has to be. It's not now, a yeah. it's not really a spoiler because they've talked about it all over the internet. She's going to be in season five in the yes. second half, which I'm very excited about. Sick. For, which means which means there could be a Bruce Wayne, and there could be a Damien. There could be a Damien. For for Arrow. I've never been able to get into the Thea character. That, that's just me. Like, they, her, they just sell. keep batting her around too much. Any type of like story arc that she's had in her own, I've just never been invested in. Hmm. I think she's a lot better now than yes. she was. Yeah, because I think she they finally found her spot. Yeah, the one I want back in Arrow is Walter Steele. <laughs> yeah, just want Walter. I just love that his, name. I like me some Walter. <laughs> I want Walter Steele back. Mora. That was that was cool. Last question. I didn't know you were sleeping with my mother, Walter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awkward family dinners. What does the Arrowverse mean to you? We end on the same question, Derek. What? We always end on the same question. It's like it, you plan that out. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta it's have like some he, type of tradition on this it's show. It's like he spends time at work thinking about his podcasts. I would never do that. <laughs> <laughs> you want to start, Eddie? I don't know, man. It's 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 a tough question. Like I I just I don't know. Any anytime I think of like superhero kind of anything, it's just a lot of nostalgia from being a kid watching the comic books and looking at all the original movies. Um, so I mean. Honestly, I I just I I think it to me it's representing, you know, hope for the future of how they're going to portray superheroes. There's so many conversations now and I hope still conversations of crossovers with Gotham, which is, you know, you have CW, you have Fox, you have these. I want one arm Dolly back. Yeah. So it's like all that arc from that was the one good thing about Legends. was That episode was sick. Was the um, because that's a that's a DKR reference and Mm -hmm. I loved it so much. Yeah. I'd say to me it represents hope. One arm dolly. Wow. One arm dolly did I represent hope? Uh, for me, it was just it's it's kind of like the fun. Like I'm not a big TV guy, you know. Like I, I'm not gonna go and watch whatever on TV. So I don't watch very many shows. The the shows that I do watch, I get into. So, um, you know, with that, it it just to me it's something different that's on TV. You know, it, it's not something that you find all over the place. And I like how. To, to Eddie's point, how they kind of connect it all together. It's kind of cool. You know, each time he, they add a character, you see how it kind of fits into the whole the whole thing and, and how, you know, Barry can run back in time and it can have effects on Arrow. 
and legends and god knows what else you know uh, so i think that's that's cool um but uh it's really gotten me more into uh some of the stuff oliver queen's you know and stuff so i've like been starting to read some of the comics and everything and then reading more about about the flash and and stuff like that so it's really just kind of opened me up to more of getting in there and trying to understand you know how these people wrote those characters um a little bit the same for me it's getting something fun and quality and i i love adding quality things to my fandom and all these shows for the most part have definitely been that it's given me a great outlet it's great seeing things i'm already a fan of the flash you know more of the dc universe portrayed in such a great way on the on the screen and you know it gives me a little bit more of an outlet you know if i get to meet these actors that i normally wouldn't you know care about their portfolio but hey you you're doing something awesome that i'm a huge fan of and you're a cool person on top of it like we talk about grant gustin Stephen amell those are great guys they're doing great things um so it's just it's just a really fun ride what about you derek it's kind of a combination of everything that you guys have said, but to me it also represents kind of the advancement of where we've come as far as putting content on TV. Because back in the 90s, you would never see shows like The Flash or Arrow, or, and it wouldn't be any good. So I think it kind of shows the advancement that we're seeing. You know, There's obviously a difference quality-wise between movies and TV shows because of budget, but the fact that they can create a fully CG'd, good-looking <coughs> gorilla or a giant talking shark, which is amazing. King Shark's great. King I love, Shark's awesome. Yes, I love King Shark. He was shark. in it for like, to, total screen time was probably 90 seconds. But it was an amazing 90 <laughs> seconds. And it's, it's something, you know, it, it's something I look forward to every week. Like, I look forward to watching oh, yeah. Flash on Wednesdays. Tomorrow on is going yeah. to be a great day. Yeah, as we record this, uh, we'll be kicking back uh, Flash Wednesday the next day. So, it, it just represents a fun, a fun time. And it's something, you know, because I, I, I never really knew that much about Flash and Arrow before I started watching the show. So, it, it's just something I enjoy. Something to add, like you said, to the fandom. So I guess uh, in closing, I'd like to say thank you to Eddie, Adam, Bill, and the Steve. picture, and Steve. It <laughs> oh hangs up in my room above my bed. So what? So the last face you see before you go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Good night, Oliver. <laughs> He's always watching over. My thanks again to Adam, Bill, and Eddie for doing yet another really fun roundtable. These have become a highlight for me. I look forward to these discussions every time we set one up. And trust me, you'll be hearing more roundtable discussions very, very soon. And speaking of very soon, you won't have to wait very long to hear the next episode of the Derek Diamond Experience because you get two episodes this week. The next episode will be out this Thursday with my very special guest, voice actor, and upcoming Pensacon guest, Mr. Bob Bergen, who is the voice of Porky Pig from Looney Tunes. So trust me, you'll want to come by and check out that very fun interview. But until then, you can check out past episodes of this show on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, and Google Play. Just search for The Derek Diamond Experience. 
You can also follow me on social media. I'm now on Instagram. Just search for D Diamond Podcast on Instagram. I post a 60-second preview of that week's upcoming episode, uh, all types of fun pictures. Instagram's a lot of fun. It's a form of social media that I haven't really delved that much into, but it's a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying it. You can also follow me on Twitter. My personal page is at Derek underscore Diamond. The show page is at D Diamond Podcast. And just search for The Derek Diamond Experience on Facebook. And I believe that does it, so enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you for tuning in to another amazing episode of The Derek Diamond Experience. I am your host, Derek Diamond, and we'll see you guys back here this Thursday. to a Nerd Cave Network production. Are you looking for new original music? If so, you should check out my close friends, the Unicorn Wranglers. The Unicorn Wranglers are very important to this podcast. They're a local indie rock band based right here in Pensacola, Florida, and they supply the theme music that you hear at the beginning and end of each episode. And the song you heard today is D-Rock from their upcoming album, Thunder Snow, which will be out very, very soon. But you can check out some of their past music on Bandcamp. Just go over to Bandcamp.com and search for the Unicorn Wranglers. And you can find Murder Mystery Night, 95 Flannel, and their EP Atomics for free. That's my favorite four-letter word, free. You can also follow them on social media. They're on Twitter and Instagram at Wranglers. Search for the Unicorn Wranglers on Facebook. And finally, be sure to check out their website, unicornwranglers.com.